Hey everybody, welcome back to Five Songs or Less. I'm Danny. I am literally over here choking on a liquid death. Uh, not sponsored yet. I haven't put any effort into that. I don't want to make any money off of this podcast. Come on. You don't want to make any money off this podcast? I don't know. I guess that'd be cool, but... Like hundreds of thousands of podcast dollars that Liquid Death would throw your way. <laughs> That's still a lot of dollars. Still, still a lot. I think it's yeah. <laughs> uh, Nate's here. Nate's back. He hasn't been here in a while. What's up, dude? Oh, it's pretty. It's pretty going. It, um, uh oh. Uh oh. Whew, gotta start again here. This is a talking podcast. <laughs> I was just gonna be visually beautiful, but apparently not. Yeah. Um, it's pretty good. Has it been a long time? I feel, I feel like, like it's been a bit since the Nate last was time here we talked. Secret Stars. No, we talked after that with uh, the code man. With the code? The codinator? <laughs> the codes. Uh, oh, yeah, um, the chicks. That's right, the chicks. That's right. Chicks. That band that, that that band that, you know, that was the best list. <clears throat> it was hell again. ever been discussed. I mean, I know that this is something you're going to do until you are unable to plug into the electricity at your house because the climate crisis has just blown mm-hmm. itself apart. Mm-hmm. But, like... If you you know like when you're doing like a show like Seinfeld or something like that, you have to end it somehow, right? Uh-huh, like this, uh-huh. it feels like if there was a <laughs> if there was an act that would close it out for five songs or less, it could be the chicks. It should have been. It probably or, should have been. I guess who would it be, Danny? Who would if like what's your what's the uh, what's the uh, uncle were banned for you where you where you shout uncle? I don't know. Is it someone you don't know, but it's so bad that you Maybe. can't go on? Or Maybe is it someone you don't know, but never it's... heard before that is the worst music ever in existence? But I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know Did how ever... to throw the towel in on things. I mean, I don't, I'm not suggesting you do it, actually. It's mm-hmm. a pleasant opportunity to tune in every so often, as mm-hmm. I do. And listen to Dante talk shit about me, even though I don't know the guy, but whatever. Ooh. I can't even remember what the shit talk was about. Can you fill yeah. me in on this? Uh, Dante. You you said uh, something to the effect of, ooh, that was a Dante dig or something like that for something you said. I don't remember. <laughs> Very tame. tame. <clears throat> also, I believe there have been multiple occasions where uh, Lindsay has talked shit about Dante also. Oh, Dante. Um, in a in a joking way. Yeah. But it it wasn't we didn't talk about him enough for me to text him and be like, hey Dante, we talked about you. Because that's the only way he'll listen to the podcast. Oh dang, really? It, it either has to be a band he absolutely loves, which is probably not gonna happen, because uh, we already talked about Alcest. Um, <laughs> there is like a German metal band that's kind of in the same vein as Alcest that maybe I could give you. Ramstein? <laughs> yes. <laughs> same same vein. So yeah, he probably hasn't listened to the episodes where Lindsay talks shit about him. Fair. That, so wait, no, this was a... First of all, uh, Dante, I love you, and I want you to know that. Um, oh. uh, second of all, and he won't even get to this point, he'll have heard some Dante trash talk and turned it off immediately. Mm-hmm. Despite this mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. week's yeah. band being one of his all-time favorites, I'm sure. <laughs> he, he loves this band. We have talked about this band before, he and oh, I. Oh, for real? Yes. Oh, does he does he listen to this band? No. Are we not gonna, let's not name the band once throughout the entire no, episode. No, 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 we're not going to. <laughs> Fair. Um, what was the thing that I, that I was supposed to respond to? <clears throat> There's some inner podcast drama, and I know that your listeners love this shit, oh. but I wanted to get to the bottom of it. It's something about dick jokes. Oh, or, um, I, don't, I don't talk about hosses enough. 
another thing that Lindsay has has brought up is the fact that uh, when I do this pod with Dante, we are extremely vulgar and oh, like, yeah, we make a right. lot of dick jokes together. And oh, stuff. dick jokes. That's right. But yeah, I don't yeah, really make right. dick jokes with anybody else. And I made one. I made a dick joke in the presence of Cody, and he was so offended. Yeah, Cody's. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. Cody, yeah. <laughs> um, such I don't a have. Prude. He's such a prude. My dick joke repertoire is very limited. I think in that mm-hmm. uh, I need to work on it. Maybe I'll get one of those one hundred and one funny dick jokes <laughs> from, from the library. If those and exist, next, I, and I hope they do, I should get hundred percent. They must exist. <clears throat> Um, those of you who wish to, to, to remove that book from the library, don't even come on. Man. <laughs> it's going to be funny. Trust yeah, me. Just read it. Come on. Um, but I think that what I'll do is I'll check that book out uh-huh. and I'll memorize some of these funny dick jokes, okay. probably made okay. for 13 year old boys as they should be. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I'll try and I'll try and pass them off casually in yeah. our conversation so that you okay. think I made it up myself. Okay. Okay. And like the goal it. is it's going to be like two truths and a lie, <laughs> except I'm not going to do them at the same time. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Just as, as the big D joke comes <clears throat> across, I got to write them down or call me out in the moment, man, or call you on the moment. Okay. You can be like, that's, that's not original. That's not, that's not, not that's an original. <laughs> well, that's not fake. You didn't make that one up. You didn't make that one up. That one's too funny. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what did, what did you ask me? What was the first question you asked? Uh, what's up? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> D- uh, Danny, what time do you go to sleep? Um, usually around 11. 11 p.m.? Yeah. Every night? And, like, yeah. do you, do you, like, lay down in bed and, like, like, uh, count sheep or fucking, what do you do? No. How do you go I, to sleep? Uh, well, last night in particular... I, we went to bed and I could not sleep. I like could not get comfortable. I was too hot. Then I was too cold. Back and forth, back and forth. And so I got up at like 1230. And haven't uh, gone back to bed. Yeah, I have not gone back. Uh, I got up and watched, rewatched Nimona, that movie Nimona. A full on, movie? On Netflix. I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched like an hour and then I went to bed. Uh, and then I was able to fall asleep. Oh, on so a, the movie on a normal night, yes, a normal or blah, blah, blah. yes, a movie helps usually. On a normal night, uh, what do I? Do? I just lay down and, and I try to go to sleep. I can fall asleep pretty quickly usually. Yeah, that's something for me too. Like I'm a hit the head, hit the hay, mm-hmm. go down pretty quickly. Hit the sleeper, head, hit the hay, hit the head. I usually. <laughs> so here's my routine, Danny. Thank you for asking. <laughs> that's actually why I started this conversation because. No one's ever asked me about my strategies for going that, to sleep, which is to have a headboard. A oh, fuck, really? <laughs> oh, damn it. Okay, okay. I'm blushing right now. Or not, I'm not blushing. What do you do when you're, um, you feel like embarrassed, like you should have known something? I'm not looking at Danny. I'm not looking at Danny. <laughs> I'm looking we away. can't make eye contact anymore. No, no, no. So what time do you wake up? 6.30. 11 to 6.30. Yeah. So it's seven and a half hours of sleep per night, and that's enough. Minus, minus like, five minutes where I have to get up uh, and feed my cats and go to the bathroom because the cats will uh, wake me up at usually 4.30 or 5 o'clock. Why is it early? What the hell? Because they're fucking assholes, man. 
Shit, man, I don't like that at all. Hitting the head, isn't that like um, going to the bathroom? Like going to the yeah, gym? Yeah, it's, it's. I didn't say it was a good dick joke, but... Oh, okay, okay. It's a joke that includes the potential for penises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, all right, all right. for penises. I, I, feel like, I feel like I get it, at least. I mean, I don't think Some it's Some good fun. PFP. Oh, shit, this chair I'm sitting in just tipped over. Oh, no. Oh, man, what a tragedy. Anyway, so yeah, what's going on, Danny? How are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Um, it's fucking... I feel like I haven't talked about this at, on the pod much at all, but it's summertime. The kids are not in school. And my life is exponentially easier because like, for real, I don't have to take them to school. Like we just hang out. They play video games or do whatever they want to do for the most part uh, within reason. (laughs) Uh, I do my job. We go do things like it's so fucking like I just want to take them out of school and let them learn from the internet or something i won't do that because it's a terrible idea but i don't know i mean maybe the uh maybe if you were to like go into more detail about what quote from the internet would include (laughs) it feels like there are lots of people who unschool and do other things that are quite good for their kids that don't entail going to school every day in a at least not a school school situation Uh, i do think that might mean not to say that this isn't the case. Maybe there's a lot of intentionality behind your interactions throughout the summer, um, but it would require potentially more of that throughout the day from you. Yeah, that maybe I'm just o- being around. I'm okay not, with like, that. We've been playing a lot of Mario Kart, a lot of Smash Brothers. Oh, for real? Yeah. Who wins when you play Smash Brothers? Han usually wins at Smash Brothers. All right. You're not yeah. getting better. <sighs> no, that game's a little. It's a little too chaotic. He's really good at it, though. I think it's one that you grew up with. I play, used to play that at the library after school when all the kids would come in. And uh-huh. the size changing mm-hmm. was really challenging for me. And then, like, the fact that, like, you can float off the ledge and yeah. somehow get back on because mm-hmm. it was a concept I could not figure out. Um, and just never really was good. Also, the one problem is is that I, my ass was kicked so fast I never really had a chance to learn. Really. Yeah. Like, I was just like, yeah. what, the, what the fuck? Um so that's good. I mean, you get the chance to practice. Maybe when you wake up at midnight, unable mm-hmm. to sleep, you could just. That's what I should have done. That. I should have yeah, just practiced. Uh, woken Han up. <laughs> so we're playing Smash <laughs> Brothers. I'm gonna you fucking imagine? kick your ass. <laughs> this is what it means that you don't go to school anymore. <laughs> that, uh, you would not have gone back to sleep though an hour later. You would have been up until like yeah. Three no, no, I would have. I would have stayed up. But yeah, I don't know. Summer break's fucking great because it's a summer break for me too. Like I barely ever leave the house and maybe that's not a good thing, but I enjoy it. Wait, you're a home, you're a home, but you're like an indoor cat. I'm an indoor, I'm an indoor cat. Yeah. You're happiest when you're at home Mm -hmm. with, with the kids and, and your, uh, your wife. Yeah. Yeah. When all of us are home, it's the best. Oh, for real? Yeah. Dang. It's great. You don't have any sort of like, like, do you pace or get up and like, sort of like go like, okay, what do I, what am I supposed to be doing right now? Maybe Sometimes. Outside, maybe. Yeah. Oh, okay. Every once in a while I, I start to either feel some guilt because the, you know, none of us have showered in three days and, you know, we haven't been outside. And so I'm like, okay, let's take a shower and go outside the park or lately we haven't been going to the park. It's been too hot, but like go to the park or like go to grandma and grandpa's house and yeah, you know, that kind of thing. Are you going to Minneapolis? 
Minneapolis? Is that where a mutual oh, friend of ours is going? Yes. I'm not. You're no. not going to that I opted. One. I opted out of that, oh, okay. that okay. professional development opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's too bad. I've been there before. There are some hard-ass motherfucking bicycle riders over there. Really? In I'll tell you what. Like, Some of those motherfuckers will ride throughout the year, and mm-hmm. I do that too, but I live in Sacramento, California, yeah. where it doesn't snow and mm-hmm. where we never have ice cover in the morning. Yeah. Um, it's just really hot sometimes, but not... That's true. I bet you they would uh, they would faint mm-hmm. riding in like today's temperature, which was like 102 or something. Yeah, yeah. I get. I just glisten though. You know? it's, like, <laughs> I, it's like free body grease or something. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It just look amazing. You just peel your clothes off of yourself when you get to your destination. Sometimes I stop in the middle uh, to go somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. to show off my glisten. <laughs> Not to mention the, uh, the smell, because although I go outside every day, I certainly don't <laughs> shower every day. Walking around the Broadway Target with no shirt on, glistening. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's such a bad vibe. I'm going to get a change of clothes. <laughs> I mean, dude, that's practical. I don't mind that. I wonder if, like, you know, like some people will open a can of Coke yeah, that yeah, they, yeah. or a bottle of Coke and then pay for it half consumed at the uh-huh, counter? Uh-huh. Like, can you go in there, change into some fresh, dry underwear and some some shirts, and then go to the counter and say, uh, "Oh yeah, I'm wearing a. Uh, let's see, I got a hands on and that. Okay, this is a this is a boxer brief. Uh, and then I got here these socks and and this uh, this uh, Tommy Bahama. <laughs> Oh, Tommy Bahama. Now, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, Minneapolis. Apparently, they, like, ride on snow and shit yeah, like that. Like, they're wow. hard asses when they get out. They get, they get new snow it, tires or whatever, put some chains on there. I'm not sure. I got to look it up more clearly. I just, I have a friend who grew up in Minneapolis and was talking to me about bicyclers yeah. there and just how they were, like, this person was not a person who used a bicycle, but, like, how the kids who rode bikes there year-round were, mm-hmm. were fucking um, brutal. Like, just yeah. absolutely, like, uh, kings of the road, if you will. I guess you got to. You got to be that way. If yeah. you're gonna commit, if you're gonna commit in the dark, the dark and crowded, mm-hmm. lonesome north or whatever they call it, modest mouse, aren't they? The modest mouse, Minneapolis mouse. Modest mouse is from uh, your hometown. Yeah, that's not my hometown. <laughs> I wouldn't claim that. Uh, they called it the lonesome, crowded north, right? Not the yeah. dark and cold north. But, oh well. So we were talking about me trying to sleep, and I just remembered the other day I was also having a hard time falling asleep. Uh, for some, I don't know what's going on. Maybe I'm watching too many TikToks before bed. Um, That's probable. But I, I wanted to put on some music, and I put on the newest, not the new new one, because it's not all the way out yet, but the most recent Carly Rae Jepsen album. Uh, the one with her sitting at the table. Yeah, it's called... it looks like a painting or something like that. It's from yeah, last asking, year. Yeah, it's definitely like a Dutch master's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the name of which I'm I'm misplacing because my brain just works like that. But mm. did you did you like it? I loved it. It was great. Oh, for real? Yeah, oh, yeah. It worked. It worked really well to like put me to sleep, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Like it it was nice. It wasn't like keeping my mind going or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was really great. It was really fun. I love the opening track. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was good shit. I need to spend more time with with that album. I haven't really spent a lot of time. So it's far. the loneliest time. That's yeah. right. I forgot. The thing about that is that, like, um, I have the vinyl and mm-hmm. did, I actually did listen to the record, unlike what wow. I usually do. Weird. I know it's wild. <laughs> and that's the second half. Like the second half of that album, dude. Like I don't know why, but like that that set that set of tracks. Like mm-hmm. when I put it on the 
the stereo is really dope. That's yeah, what I, Banger City. It's usually what I do. I think it's not Banger City. I think it just is a nice oh, album. Okay. okay. You know, it's like, it's it's nice. It's like a nice album. The other ones like get you dancing in a way that this one does not. How are the new songs, or song? I don't That's, know how many are out. How are the new songs? Yeah. Um, I think there is none. One. Oh. There's. There, oh. I know there's at least one. I haven't I heard saw it that yet. there was. Okay. Okay, let's put it on in the uh, watch together here. Okay. Reaction. Loveliest time. time. It's called Shy Boy. Shy Boy. Oh, no. Oh, sorry, I did listen to this. Well, I haven't, so we're going to listen to it and watch it. Okay, together. cool, cool. I like the groove. It's got some yeah. disco. It's a nice aesthetic here. I'm going to guess uh, that the Dick Toki made and watched together is an original. <laughs> it's an original, yeah. His screen name is Weaver. <laughs> That's a very for good. The, <laughs> for his favorite politician, Anthony Weaver. <laughs> no, that's not true. I don't really know much about him. Um, it's got a beat that lets me dance. Which I yeah, like. I'm like grooving to this over here. This is great. Is this the song of the summer? It is just becoming the song of the summer. Okay. Okay. What, what's been your song of the summer? What have I been listening to most this summer? Sure. Well, that new Haley Witter song is just rocking up my house recently. Oh, I haven't sure. listened yet. Um, I'm a bad really dig on that. Uh, it's okay, you didn't like her, and that's fine. You I didn't like her. her. I just didn't love her. You hated her, so <laughs> you were like, fuck this. What in the hell are you trying to maybe listen to? Um, I, like Barack Obama, also have been listening to Luke Combs' NASCAR. Um, <laughs> yeah, I heard about that today. Does the, here's the question I have, though. Does Luke Combs lose fans if he retweets Barack Obama's endorsement? Oh, just the endorsement lost him some fans, I'm sure. Some fans, for sure. Yeah, sure. They all went off to hang out with Jason. Yeah, they did. They did. They're hanging out in front of But... It, man, I don't know off the top of my head. I've been working on a Patty Loveless playlist for you and Cody, but I don't know if I'm gonna make it. Like the problem, with, like she has some songs that are some of my all-time favorites, but I guess I don't have to do 20. I don't have to do 20 songs. <laughs> no, you don't. You really don't. <laughs> Wait, I thought that was that was the point. <laughs> I give Danny 20 songs. He tells me which five. Which or five? We'll be <laughs> exactly. <about>. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, Zach Bryan, I think I'm constantly. That's for sure. He's probably my, my son. Sure. Okay. okay. This might be my new one. This is good. Yeah. I mean, you could also go into some back catalog, too, if you were. Oh, yeah, think for sure. He's got lots of horns. I've been trying to give you some more horns in music. That's why the band we're talking about today is nothing but horns. <laughs> <laughs> They're just a brass band. It's like, it's like a fifth grade trumpet player. <laughs> this running around in black and white though, like so. Um, God, what is the video? 
I just got this video that she does for. Do you have you watched some of her videos? Um, or if no. I were to watch another one, would you? Okay, so like, if you could find "Run Away with Me," which is a song I know you like, because you sent me a text message about it, and I should have put it on our list, I guess, but I did not. This has become a Carly Rae Jepsen fanboy section of the podcast today. But I think she's she's actually kind of reusing a concept inside of that video of like two people sort of meet cuting in a run around a town. And that, but it's in color, and I think it's a bit cooler because it's more like if you were filming with your iPhone or like an older oh, camera or some okay. shit. Okay. There it goes. It starts yeah, in black that. and white. Oh, it does? Hell yeah! I didn't recognize that. Actually, I remember that. But that's exactly the same then. What the fuck's she doing? It doesn't stay that way. Yeah. And it's got that, like, fully out of my mind. That, like, old film 16 Maybe she... camera kind of look. Oh, here we go. Okay, yeah. Old filmy stuff here, too. Or are they in Paris? God, this song does rule. I wouldn't mind just... This is what I want to do during the summer, is just sort of run around yeah. and do twirly loops. <laughs> <laughs> Loop-de-loops. Loop-de-loops. I guess she's traveling. She's yeah, on two or some shit. Tour, yeah. Yeah. Or it's like that uh, Taylor Swift line about having your passport and take you anywhere. Oh, thing. sure, sure. And you know, this was the album that competed with '89, and just mm. I don't know, man. It's t- this is a dope year for music, probably. Does she? Is she and Taylor always released music in the same year? I think that this came out a little bit after. Mm-hmm. If it. The, I actually think that the rivalry between these two is made up by fans of Carly Rae Jepsen and leaned into a little bit by Carly Rae, uh-huh. and that Taylor has no idea that who <laughs> she, Carly Rae Jepsen even is. She doesn't even know who she is. <laughs> it's like, Carly Rae Jepsen, to me, is like this big, giant pop star, but she is so not famous yeah. in comparison yeah. to, to Taylor Swift. The venue I saw her at was a 1,000-person capacity venue, yeah. so. It'd be fun to go to that show she's doing with Boy Genius up in Oregon. I think it's in Bend. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah, that's right. That's the stopping point on the way to Boise where Cody goes to see shows exclusively. <laughs> she's a world traveler. She's in yeah, Paris, now she's in New York. Yeah, she's from Vancouver too, yeah. so she's traveling far away. Nah, yeah, okay. okay. This song's good, man. I'm gonna stop here though. Okay. Maybe this could be. Whoa. <laughs> Let's keep doing that. That's this. what. That's what being a wiener is. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, Carly Carly Rae Jepsen is good. That's my verdict. Fair point. Okay. Yes. All right. Well. Um, how many stars again? Five out of five? All right. We're, uh, we're no, you're mistaking planes for stars because she was like oh, jet setting around the world. Yeah, wasting energy and mm-hmm. shit. That's true. Mm-hmm. Carly Ray. Um, planes mistaken for stars. They're good. Oh, I'm not supposed to get good. there yet. Shit. Uh, hey, what do you, how do you like this band? Do you like this band? You've seen them? I mean, shit, man. I didn't before? think that you were going to say their name. <laughs> I thought we were going to mistake them for something else. 
but I'm in my stars era here, you know? Like, I gave you secret stars, mm-hmm, and then I gave you mm-hmm. the chicks, which are they're stars. stars. Yeah, they're stars. And then a band called Planes Mistaken for Stars, which later kind of became... I actually don't know if it's officially a change that they made, but they're more commonly called Planes, I think, in the yeah. last, like, 10 or 15 years, for sure. Um, it's easier. Like, I feel like... Easier on the I had a lot of... The lungs. Oh, my God, the fucking name of this band. <laughs> Um, it's actually kind of awesome. It's maybe a good place to start, right? Mm-hmm. What, do, what are we supposed to talk about? What are we talking about? Planes. Oh, that's right. We're talking about Planes. Uh, the band Planes Mistaken for Stars, mm-hmm. which I gave you. Mm-hmm. Actually, shockingly, I was... When you said you you were like, I maybe have heard a song. like I know the name mm-hmm. and shit like that. But like, that's not a band I ever listened to. I was sort of confused, actually. Like, it felt to me like, um, uh, like a lie. You lying liar. <laughs> I was not lying. That's uh, interesting, I guess. So I, one question that I maybe start with that, like beside, before we talk about their name, before we talk about their mm-hmm. music, and before we talk about the, <laughs> the fucking picture on their uh, Wikipedia page, like, um, <laughs> and what 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 you think a band like that would sound like? Um, wh- why why is this band past you in the night? Like why why did you never pick them? The song or songs that I had heard from them. I do this thing and I don't, I try not to do it as much anymore, but I do this thing where I hear a song or I did this thing where I would hear a song and I'd be like, Oh, that just sounds like whatever. Mm-hmm. I already, I already know that. And I did that with them. I was like, Oh, this sounds like hot water music. Shut off. I'm going to go listen to hot water music. I what, do you remember what song it was? So it may have been one of the songs on this playlist. Cause I have heard one of the songs on this playlist and I, I have, I thought "Fuck with Fire" was just a song, but it's a whole mm. album, and maybe is yeah. there a song called "Fuck with Fire"? Also, there is, yeah, okay. yeah. Because I remember having either that song or the the album. It's so "Fuck with Fire" also is like their No Idea debut, and I know like there are some elements inside of that that sound like the No Idea scene, but like abstractly, like not it's not as clear as like "Small Brown Bike" or something. Like, would you did you like "Small Brown Bike"? Not really for the for the same reason. You're right, that makes sense. Yeah, because they actually sound like hot water music. Yeah, <laughs> that's, what that's what I'm saying. A lot of bands have no idea do, but like mm-hmm. this band, I don't know, this band is just so like, it, I don't know. I always thought, I think one of the things that attracted me was just how different they were from everything else I was hearing at that mm-hmm. time. It yeah. felt like. I also was, not, I actually anticipated like you to say something like, I know their last two albums. Mm. Like if you if you didn't pick up on them in the late nineties or the mm-hmm. early two thousands, like their last two albums, because like they put out and neither there are three albums missing from this playlist mm. actually, and we I could noticed. do a second we could do a second era playlist. I didn't do that because I don't think they're good. It's just too <laughs> much to cover. I think and uh-huh. the sound is different. And the the album that comes directly after the last one isn't as different. It's more. And I feel like it's like maybe a little bit better produced version of Fuck With Fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I think that the, the um, God, was it Pray and Mercy? No Mercy? Whatever the Death Wish one was. Like that's like stoner-y, fucking sludgy, fast mercy, yeah. metal, right? Like mm, those are the kinds of things that I think you would like listen to, uh, to be honest. But hmm. I guess it, hence a surprise because like to me, there's a lot in this band that sounds like the the sort of pathway you would have taken um, mm-hmm. from being a, a punk listening to no effects, finding emo diaries and then becoming a metalhead yeah. you know, later on. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's, 
it's just that like snap judgment that I made. Sure, sure. And just never went back. And had I heard some of the other songs on this playlist, it probably would have been a different story because like they don't sound like hot water music. Like every once in a while, it'll be like, oh yeah, his voice sounds kind of gruff. Like I get why right. I, yeah. why I thought that, but but yeah, it's a it's a shitty thing I did. Uh, a lot. I'm, no one's mad at you, a, Danny. What, <laughs> Nate? Come on. <laughs> I just feel like well, you've every actually every uh, some of the shit you've given to me, I feel the same way. I'm like, wow, how did I fucking miss this? Like Ted Leo mm. and mm, and yeah. even that Rosenstock guy or bomb the music mm-hmm. industry. Like those are things that like feel like I would have been into them at the time. Like, granted, I wasn't as much of a ska kid, but I sure. hung out with ska sure. with kids who like that shit. Mm-hmm. But I feel like. I, it was just a surprise to me and actually kind of exciting because I think yeah. I'm going to be, I'm going to guess that um, I was able to, instead of providing you with a, a pop country playlist that you're sort of like, <laughs> yeah, this is good. <laughs> this is fine. Um, uh-huh. I might be able to give you um, a band where you're like, well, shit, dude, I got to kind of listen to these other albums. That yeah, was kind yeah. of the hope, at least. I, the, I had the same for Secret Stars that you might be sort of like, fuck, mm-hmm. this, is, this is actually something I could listen to. Um, I think for me, this band is from the beginning. I was into this band uh-huh. um, due to its connection to Deep Elm Records, which sure. is the weirdest fucking thing, and a, a joy in making fun of their name. Yeah, yeah. Plain yeah, yeah, Specific yeah. for Stars is a terrible <laughs> band name, but but like not really either. Not right? in so 1999 or whatever. It's pretty sick. It's, yeah. it's like exactly what you're looking for totally. out there, but also to make fun of. Mm-hmm. What? Where would you place this in the history of this band, including all the tracks? You don't have to be specific about them, but like mm-hmm. this band in the history of emo. It's funny because the like they're starting in '97 when emo, like as a genre or as a word that describes a certain kind of music, which is essentially a genre. Um, uh, is shifting to like a poppier sound, right? Like you've got '97, you've got Get Up Kids mm. starting to get popular. You got Saves the Day starting to get popular. Eventually, Motion City soundtrack and you know all these other bands that were quote unquote emo. Um, and this just kind of sounds like post hardcore. Um, so it's if we're gonna call this emo, my my I was talking to my friend about this. Uh, band because um, I had mentioned Boy Sets Fire and he's like, oh, I, I haven't listened to them in a long time. And for some reason, I always get them mixed up with Points Mistaken for Stars, uh, even though they don't sound anything alike. You some of those or that early Boy Sets Fire stuff. I mean, it doesn't, but it's at least getting closer. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he called them Hesher emo. Hey, which not bad. Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. But yeah, they're a little closer to if we're going to call them emo in, in any version of the word they're a little closer to that earlier sound you know right moving like closer to rights of spring versus moving away from rights of spring it's a thing in that mid 90s late 90s space where the these the self-identified and self-proclaimed proudly emo scene mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> which has never existed of course um still splintery in that way though right like you're mm-hmm. right that the get up kids i mean 90 what what year does four minute mile get released uh 96 i think let me see so the year before this band forms uh get up kids four minute mile oh 97 97 and something to write home about is 99. 2000 right 99 okay so like that's an act. That's a long period of time, and I think that even between Four Minute Mile and the refined vagrancy of uh, some of the vagrant about, records, right? Like the, you get um, 
um, you get a big shift in even yeah. just the way that things sound. Four Minute Mile is is more like um, the e starting the first EP mm-hmm. from Planes than um, Something Right Home is is is. I mean, they're not similar in that way. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's it is interesting though because this band is from fucking Peoria, Illinois. Like yeah. as far as I know, like kind of like. I don't think that's a town of any note or do you know? I, I mean, I've, I've at least heard of it. I think through either like music or Wayne's or world, maybe. Oh, uh, Wayne's world. Maybe <laughs> I don't think okay. it's mentioned in Wayne's world, uh, but yeah, like they're not far. Probably. I assume anyway, they're in, it's in Illinois. So it's obviously right next to Chicago. Um, like I assume they're not far off from, you know, where brain promise ring and Captain jazz and, all that kind Happen of jazz stuff in particular, yeah. Braid. Happening. I mean, those things lean more into this poten- the potential, especially for the first two releases that they mm-hmm. have. Although their second release is the first two songs we're going to talk about is from their second release, which is not. It's they've already taken a bit of a shit. Yeah, they already point, went but, hard. Um, I think. Um, uh, shit, what was I going to say? Oh, I found a quote that I wanted to say that was trying mm-hmm. to describe that era, and I didn't find. I didn't write the source down, so sorry, Uh-oh. librarian friends and myself. But I did quote it. This is not my. Okay. This is not my uh, analysis, but um, anonymous. <laughs> it was stating like of that time in the quote unquote emo scene, um, nothing was all that codified. So codification had happened, sure, but not mm-hmm. not like we would see in two thousand, two thousand one, or two thousand two. Yeah. yeah. So nothing was all that codified. So, quote, some real weirdos could slip through and make some noise. Mm -hmm. And I fucking love that way of like talking about how this is these are these are kids from the punk and emo scene of that period. And like they're just some fucking weirdos. Yeah. Yeah. Who could slip through and make some noise. That's uh, a great way of describing them. Planes mistaken for stars. Some real weirdos that slipped into the emo (laughs) scene. (laughs) For sure. And got onto the emo diaries. The fucking emo diaries. Yeah. Yeah. I've probably heard that song too because I've listened. Which let me, I gotta see which one they were on. It's from the self titled EP, and the song's called um, they're on the third one. Um, let me figure. Oh, god, their album. Oh, yeah, I listened to this one because the Penfold song is on there too. It's called The Past Two, is it not? Yeah, yeah, and uh, Cross My Heart is on there. Sweep the Leg, Johnny. Fuck yeah, Cross My Heart. Those are that's some good shit last days of april good stuff but yeah i don't know like i um i was friends with this like my uh my best friend in high school the kid who was like edge with me the two mm-hmm. of us were the edge kids in town yeah um in small towns just like jason aldean i'm from a small town <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah 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 what i did is i edged up with pink markers and told people to fuck off in a small know? town yeah, <clears> in a small survived. town i served well yeah i did survive yeah <laughs> Um, I, sometimes I had to, to use my car driving skills to get away from assholes who were trying to fight me or punch me, but sure, it did sure. happen. Yeah. Um, but I drove a truck at least, mm-hmm. so I had that going oh, for me. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, oh dude, I remember some kid getting like me, not even a kid, like a, a college aged chi- child. <laughs> what am I talking about? I forgot that Dookie I'm not. Dookie Houser. Dookie Houser was, was a doctor in my hometown. Um, I remember like we had like a one road that would leave the high school um, to go like just out of the high school into the town and mm-hmm. to most of the areas where people lived, which was oftentimes out, out of town mm-hmm. and um, the roads heading down and it would be congested after school. I think my high school had 400, 400 people, okay. which is pretty big, but it was like a satellite surrounding area. Sure, where a lot sure. of kids from surrounding area would come to. Um, and uh, so the kids who could drive um, would clog the streets up and, 
my friends and I would throw shit and be real assholes <laughs> and play like Slayer really loud. Yeah. Because we didn't realize that they were racist joke. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, but so like the, of course, every, all the, all the hicks liked that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, they didn't actually. Slayer wasn't popular, unfortunately. Um, and I, I don't remember even what we threw at this car. It might have been like a pair of scissors or some <laughs> shit that we got from Goodwill. <laughs> but for whatever reason, Danny, they got pissed. Oh, I don't know. And they were chasing That's us weird. down. And we were like trying to like weave in and out and like try to get past them. And then we were just kind of congested up a little bit and they got out of the car and I was looking in my little side mirror in the left hand side. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. <laughs> and they come smashing on the window. Um, and then I got to go and I moved forward and they came up and they smashed again on the window. They didn't break it or anything <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, but yeah. That was pretty funny. Um, Dang. Anyway, so it cooled down after a while. <laughs> Did you? Oh shit! I could really transition into this song, um, <laughs> but I'm not going to yet. Have you ever? Did you ever see them live? Yes, I've seen Planes twice. Oh, nice. Um, once in 2000 and uh, it's up in them guts tour. 2006, 2005. Oh, okay. Maybe that's Merce. Uh, no, up in Mercy. Up in them guts is 2004. Yeah, I was around that time. They were real smelly and sloppy. <laughs> real history. Yeah, it was sick, actually. Yeah. Maybe it was actually 2004. That makes some sense. Mm-hmm. It feels like or it must have been right before I moved to Germany. So around that time. And it was dope as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, just the venue was not very full, which sucks. Like, oh, yeah. I, I genuinely feel like this is a band that was truly beloved and had lots of people that followed them, but, like, wasn't really as popular as I think they yeah, were. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, they were just like loud as fuck and fast and just like all over the place, Mm -hmm. exhausting hair and sweat (laughs) everywhere. I think I also read somewhere where they felt that they were more like thin Lizzy than they were like sunny day real estate. Okay. Yeah. Which is pretty funny, but like they definitely had a, like a theatrical stage presence that was filthy. Nice. Um, and that, that's mostly what I remember from that show. I don't have the best memory. And then I saw them again on their reunion tour for Prey, right before Prey came out. Oh, okay. So okay. it would have been, I think it was in San Francisco, like bottom of the hill or oh, not nice. even that. Like it was an upstairs venue. Like I had to climb some stairs. Oh, What is that? The backdoor lounge? The, Maybe. No, that's in SAC. I've, I don't know. I've never gone to a venue with stairs in San Francisco, except for the Fillmore, but I don't think it would be the Fillmore bottom of the hill no no wait wait is this 2018 that wouldn't work because they were dead that's 2016 anyways i can't remember when i went there it was around 2014 2015 mm-hmm. it was that bottom of the hill is that a big venue no okay maybe that's it but it also was empty-ish like it wasn't that full and they were just like hanging out front of the venue like smoking cigarettes and talking to everyone i thought that was really cool <laughs> hell yeah um and they were filthy and they in, both in music and in mm-hmm. fashion and that was, was pretty the, sick. The elbow room. That's less familiar to me by name, at least. In 2014. That could be it. What is it? Let me look at the picture on the internet. All eyes west. You have to look up elbow room, San Francisco, because I think it moved to Oakland. Dude, it is the elbow room. Oh, okay. that's it. I think that is it. This looks familiar to me as I look at the picture here. Yeah, with those motherfuckers just parked out there smoking in there. And they were they were in like a Econo line van yeah, or some yeah, shit yeah. like that. Of course. Not yes. not for a reunion tour, you would expect maybe a bigger van because yeah. you're doing it for the money. They were not no. doing it for the money. <laughs> doing it for the love of <laughs> the hash. Being, being filthy and being on the road. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think uh, that show was great. They played they played um 
uh, you know, like old and new songs. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It was fun. Nice. Yeah. Very good. My friend who I was talking to, he said he saw them once at a, at a venue in San Francisco called The Pound, uh, which was a Pound. cool venue. Um, I only went there once. I saw the Blood Brothers and These Arms Are Snakes there um, in 02? 03. 03. But anyway, he said he saw them there. So if anybody went to that show. Hello. Congratulations. <laughs> We're happy you found this <laughs> yeah. here podcast. Yes. Uh, so hey back when you were in high school and you were like you know getting stuck in traffic getting out getting on out of uh the one-way road to back to town or whatever and you were like throwing shit at other cars and stuff these were kind of like these were the days of your scratching rounds What's this? I don't, maybe I don't know what a scratching round is. I don't is. know what it is either. Is this a drug thing? <laughs> uh, I just thought of, uh, you know, the, those kids trying to beat you up. <laughs> definitely, like, that is what was happening. Yeah, yeah. I was I was definitely not being nice. Like, I was not an asshole. I watched an interview with Garrett, the, the singer for this group, mm-hmm. um, today, actually. I was drinking a coffee this morning. And trying to get a YouTube video that we could watch and didn't really find out. This was fine. Yeah. But like um, in the interview, he was like, I was mostly a good kid. You know, I fucked some shit up. And like, I don't know. I mean, maybe but I, I was a good kid. Yeah. I feel like I could. I definitely do. I was, I'm not as wild and badass as these dudes are. But maybe I was. I was a good kid. Yeah. Until I wasn't, I guess. But until you started throwing scissors. So you're it was like definitely like one of those like kids scissors. Uh, okay. Not like if I remember this correctly, like we had like like a bag of art supplies or some shit so like <laughs> lots of erasers and like colored pencils oh, and stuff and okay. i think there was a kid scissor or something in it that one of my friends tossed out yeah so anyway scratching rounds opening track off of knife in the marathon what's that about who brings a, a knife song, to a actually. marathon i found this out like i don't know if it's a, perf- perp- uh, a purposeful reference but i was looking it up for this podcast and i think it's the name of like some sort of fucking german new wave song or some shit like interesting interesting dim mac i didn't know they were on dim mac this was released in collaboration with dim mac um i think it was originally dim mac and then deep elm might have repressed it let me look here huh yeah, originally Dim Mac, and then the CD came out on Deep Elm. So the vinyl's on Dim that, Mac. Yeah. That's why. I have the CD, okay. so that's why I'm thinking about that. Yeah. And the CD was a year later. Like, it, it was re-released by them or something. Dang, that's fucking punk right there. Yeah. Shit. Put your CD a year out after a record mm-hmm. in a time when people don't really buy records all that often. You start with Steve Aoki's label, and then you move on down to, like, to Deep d- Elm. Dim- <laughs> some weird fucking choices man their choices <laughs> that label was cooler back then though it like was, they had like this some some a lot more like screamo shit yeah. and stuff on it not that it's not cool now or is even operating now but it became like a dance metal or dance label or something like D- that. yeah well steve aoki is a big like dance producer 
kind of guy. Uh, but I don't think Denmark does anything anymore, not since the early aughts. Since the early aughts? Yeah. Back, in, or back when Steve Aoki yeah. retired or yeah. got signed by... Now he just hangs out with, like, Travis Barker and stuff. Dude, if you, it's a good job if you can, yeah. if you can get it, you yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> Great, but fuck, I'm not going to beat around the bush great fucking song man yeah i thought you might like this one really great i i also love that you included track two as the second yeah. track they like the first couple listens i had no idea they, they were two separate tracks um, yeah exactly yeah it's fucking great yeah i really dig the the intro kind of a longer slow build intro they have some like long intros yeah. i appreciate that kind of stuff with, with a real shift to some degree yeah. at times in the yeah. way that they go second, right? The second section of the song mm-hmm. like, changes drastically. But, yeah, it's got some cool um, like, bass to yeah. lead into it. It's real fucking rad. You want to play that opening part? I will say, like, I picked this song um, because it seemed like something that would catch you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've mentioned in the past that you like musical intros. I do. Like, like vocalist intros. And then I remember when we were listening to um, an artist that was heavily influenced by this album, Leanne Womack's uh, <laughs> uh, uh, fucking Hank Williams song. Yeah. My brain's working really well right now. So um, good. Uh, Lonely, Lonesome, and Gone mm-hmm. uh, has like a sort of a, a bassy, met, like twingy, yeah. like medley intro that isn't like this, but I was like, Daniel, like this, this is kind of like that fucking Leanne Womack song. She obviously is ripping this off. Look at so. you curating this <laughs> shit. Job. That's what Cody does. I usually put on the songs I think will annoy you because I don't want, <laughs> want you to fight me. But <laughs> this, this song is just them farting. <laughs> that would that would be sick. <laughs> oh shit! I forgot to send this to you. I'm gonna send. I will play a timestamp and I'll send you a meme too. guitar comes in there a little in the background it's pretty sick this taylor swift what the fuck <laughs> that's pretty good i didn't realize they were covering taylor swift in this song <laughs> um <laughs> you got to describe this meme to, to, to the lovely listeners of five songs taylor of swift kind of turned to the side a little bit and her arm holding the mic is like kind of behind her a little bit and it looks like it's pointed toward her her fart region (laughs) and the text at the top says uh insanely loud fart sound because if yeah i mean the sound system at her shows is no uh slouch (laughs) (laughs) oh man um so this this song it's it, great like slow intro and then it builds to to this guy right here so uh, fucking circle pit absolutely beat the fuck out of people vibing <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> Oh, I love that everything stops and it's just like that dirty ass sounding. <laughs> oh, it's great. Exactly. Um, the vocal, the vocals when they hit, what did they do for you? The surprise or were you, what were you thinking was coming? Those were the vocals I expected. 
because okay, that's okay. kind of the hot water music esque. It's got that the gruff, the gruffness and stuff. So I uh, I noticed they have two vocalists yeah. uh, at this point, and I really like the other guy. His, he's more of a screamer. He's more though. of a screamer. It, it's yeah. you're getting into some of the that like page ninety nine screamo sound. Yeah, a bit. It's but they blend really really well together. There's like yeah. multiple timestamps on here of like the dual vocals that they get they come up with is great. Which is actually my next timestamp. Oh, can we stop really quickly no. and have you go to the the Wikipedia page yes. and um, just load that up Descri- real quick? Want to, <laughs> Describe. Uh, our bass player. The sound that we just heard and then the fucking the, this fucking photo. Were you the one that told me that the uh the the group cannot they don't have the ability to say yay or nay on these pictures? Oh, I don't know. Probably not. I imagine it's just um actually I have a funny story about that. The there is not Wikipedia, but there's a um encyclopedia metal metalum or something like that. It's kind of like a <laughs> wiki for metal. Yeah, um, I know this site, yeah. When we, my band, released our demo, somebody, like, went right on there and, like, updated and added us to the encyclopedia and the demo and stuff, which was great. Like, I was, you know, honored that somebody did that. Uh, but then whoever did this went and found our personal Facebooks and found the goofiest <laughs> fucking pictures of all of us. <laughs> Are you sure this isn't an personal enemy? I, maybe, maybe. I don't know. We we quickly had them removed because they were. I mean, in one in one part of my mind is like, yeah, that's cool. I don't fucking care. But yeah. then, like, trying to be a serious metal band and have uh, Cody and uh, some of our other friends got together for um, a Valentine's day gift for our significant others and cody bought one of those like 80s laser backgrounds and we took like really corny looking pictures of of all of us individually aren't you all so cute yeah we are pretty cute um (laughs) and so they whoever did this went on my facebook and found that picture one of those pictures and put that up on my as my metal profile picture (laughs) Dude, you were trying to get signed by a major metal label and somebody yeah. was just absolutely why, ruining it for you. That's why we've never been signed. Well, I guess technically we're signed. I don't know. To, to Wait, you're not sure if Capitol <laughs> I mean, Records is paying your bills? <laughs> we have a label that has put out our stuff, but it's not like we signed anything. Oh, really? Yeah. Shit. Transylvanian so tapes. Actually, they don't own shit then. You, you're, don't you don't have to do a Taylor Swift fucking Danny's version yeah. live later on, yeah. huh? But that would be fun to do anyways. Uh, I'd like to re-record some of those songs, actually. See? There you go. There you yeah, go. Yeah. Okay. Battle Hag, Danny's <laughs> version. <laughs> um, this picture of the bassist <laughs> from Blaine's Mistake. I think it's this stars. dude, Neil Keener. <laughs> Just, uh, in, in, it definitely looks like the music. Like he looks like he's rocking out, or he is middle of shitting his pants. <laughs> the, the perspiration on his fucking light green shirt yeah, yeah. tells me that he's actually like he's massively shitting his pants. 
I mean, he's like got the squat a little bit. It's like, I can't keep this, but I got to keep going. Yeah. I, can't, I can't clench my cheeks anymore. I was, if Wikipedia had been around all of our adolescent and adult lives, and I was going to ask you the question of like, Danny, did you not listen to this band because you first saw them yeah. on Wikipedia? I saw that picture. I was like, no. Nah. I'll pass. <laughs> nah, bro. I only listen to bands that can hold it in for their sets. <laughs> Less shit, more... <laughs> Uh, more hits, less shits, more hits. <laughs> I remember seeing uh, that band, uh, or this band called Straight Faced, uh, one time at Bojangles here in Sacramento, R.I.P. Uh, the guy was up on stage, like, they're a hardcore band, he's like doing the pace back and back and forth. He's like, oh, I really gotta take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it happens... <laughs> If it happens on stage, people should just be like, man, we can sit back and yeah. hang out for a second. Like, <laughs> little, little do what you got to do. do that. I don't know, I think, actually. Like, just like pause a, a show and say, like, yeah, no. I think, like, uh, six months, a year ago or something like that, it was, it, it was like, a, you know, a news article, quote-unquote news article, that, like, he was like, I got to pause the show. I'll be right back. And he went and took a shit and then came back and was like, I had to take a shit. I'm sorry, everybody respect man yeah. i mean in that venue it wouldn't have been as devastating but i'm sure wherever you saw straight lace straight 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 faced oh were they straight edge no i don't think so no oh, because if they were straight edge they would have called themselves straight laced yeah yeah exactly uh but <laughs> that's fine that's not a dick joke but it's no. definitely a, it's an edge joke um i feel like uh in a venue that you that straight faced would play in if the vocalist has a poop in the pants mm-hmm. situation mm-hmm. A lot of people are going to be feeling the negative side effects of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially those that are jumping on top of him to sing along, mm-hmm. going up behind him to head stomp, and just it's a mess. Yeah. You know, getting the literally poop that's on the floor onto onto their shoes, and then they go march out onto the audience's heads, mm-hmm. and there's just poop on poop on on haircuts and bald heads, and oh man, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just do us all a favor, bruh. Yeah, and take a break. Just take a break. Take five. It's okay. They can play an instrumental song. Somebody... That's basically what we just did on this song. Yeah. yeah. All due respect to playing some taken for stars. <laughs> we took a break. Okay. Okay. Let's get back in here. Now we've got dual vocals. And speaking of the bass player, we got a nice bass transition at the end of this part. <laughs> so good it it's fucking funny because it reminds me also of something i read about them where they were like it's obvious that this band liked the replacements <laughs> do you feel that way <laughs> on uh track three i absolutely do fair enough that song for sure but like i think the reason they were talking about them liking the replacements was that um they have a knack for putting melody into basically like mm what is in essence drunken mm-hmm. sprawl yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> and in a way and like i don't think planes were not an edge band by no, any means no. uh the vocalist died from esophagus cancer which i assume was related to mm-hmm. smoking mm-hmm. um although maybe not don't want to don't quote me but um <clears throat> the the uh 
the chaos that they create just sp- sort of spills out onto you. And at the same time, there's a fucking hip shake going on yeah. right there, man. You are getting down. There's it's an, fucking sick. There's an absolute hip shake. <clears throat> and then right at the end, the they like turn the bass up a little bit and it's got the boo doo 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 doo. Yeah. Just adding that little little bit of like calm into the chaos of everything. It's fucking great. Yeah. And then it fucking does some other stuff and then it goes to the next song. It's is it is it how's the recording quality, Danny? Uh, perfect for this kind of music. I wouldn't for, for real. I wouldn't right? want yeah. it to be any worse or any better. Okay, I like that. I, and I, I like that a lot. I'm not saying it's bad by any means. Like it's it's a good recording, but yeah, you know, there's no like polish necessarily. And they're not looking for that. Yeah. Necessarily here at this point. I think later that is could, a thing that kind of challenges Yeah, them. I think that's something that comes up on the last song and maybe on the later albums too. Um, but but yeah, at this point in their career, this is just like raw, young energy. <laughs> for sure. A band called Planes Mistaken for Stars, it's an all-black cover mm-hmm. with um, sort of a faded text um, and a skull in the middle. Yeah. It says "Planes Mistaken for Stars," all crunched together. And if I'm not mistaken, the band was using that idea. Like there was one word, "Planes Mistaken mm-hmm. for Stars," yes. all smushed and the knife and right, and the knife and the marathon smushed together. It is such a fucking cool cover. And like I remember myself being like a, a little town, small town, like Centralia is where the name of the town, but mm-hmm. like fucking dork, and thinking <laughs> this shit. This shit rules. Yeah, yeah. Like, look at how cool this is. That was definitely um, an, a CD EP even mm-hmm. that I uh, was proud to have hanging around. Was it in a slim case like those promise ring ones? No, oh, that's the fucking bummer. thing. Like, Actually, that's the thing, Danny. Like, To some degree, like I have been frustrated a little bit with uh, my uh, listen-to-cost ratio mm-hmm. on LPs. Okay. And I've been doing a little bit more of that. Like, you know, like I, I've wanted, I want to buy some records and I like putting them on and Shannon and I have a better home stereo system mm. over the last year and they just, they sound awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't put them on all that often cause we got some below deck to fucking watch. Mm-hmm. And like I go to sleep too early and wake up too late. Unlike you, it's fucking 11 <laughs> o'clock. Holy shit. I go to sleep at nine twenty. Um, not really usually at around 10 o'clock, yeah. 10 30 at the latest. But um, so I'm not finding time to listen, and I am also a person who loves CDs, and I find them easier to put mm-hmm. on. It's just like yeah. it's less convenient, yeah. and maybe it's just like my own temperament where I'm like, oh, okay, I gotta pull the whole record out, mm-hmm. get the whole sleeve out, do all that shit. And um, there's a couple of bands that I've been interested in, contemporary like hardcore bands. There's some cool hardcore shit out, man. A lot of cool stuff. On August second, I'm not gonna go because I don't go to things. At Harlow's, Gel uh, is playing. Gel's playing. Yeah, yeah with Spy that's and some other bands. That's gonna be real fucking good. Yeah, there's cool shit out there. Actually, it's not that band, but I've I'm interested in this band Buggin. If you listen to the oh, Buggin album, I haven't album. heard them. I've I've seen the name, no. but yeah, I haven't heard them yet. I dig it, and good it's stuff. heavy, and it's like all of a sudden I have this like thing where like I spend a lot of time listening to country music, and I spent some time listening to hip hop and R and B, and then now I'm just like, fuck, man. There's some heavy ass punky hardcore yeah. shit out there. It's also not written by a bunch of funky ass white dudes. Yeah, yeah, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, because that's something I think a little bit more about, I think today. Mm-hmm. And, um, Absolutely. I don't, at the same time, like I don't really want to buy the album, especially for heavy, heavy metalish, heavy, more metal or hardcore stuff. Mm-hmm. Cause Shan doesn't want that shit played out. Like she's not gonna, <laughs> she has to not be home for me to put that yeah, on yeah, the stereo. Yeah. Um, but 
putting it on the CD. So I'm thinking like, oh, this is a really long ass story. Apologies. That's okay. The CDs, the CDs are all, uh, they don't do CDs in like gel case, in disc, uh, jewel cases anymore, really. It's like super rare. Hmm. Um, and I prefer that. I think it holds up better. Yeah, I think totally. it protects the sleeve better. Um, it's the temperatures don't, don't affect it. Like they don't get smashed as easy mm-hmm. in the car and I'm pretty pissed about hmm. it. But this little EP, this little beautiful EP yeah. with its jewel case yep. and like a black, the black backing, you know? Hell yeah. It's tight as fuck. Yeah. Anyways. It's a good CD. It's a good, uh, that's a good CD. I haven't heard the whole CD. I assume it's good yeah. based on the first two songs. I think so. Uh, speaking of the next song. Oh, hey, hold on a second. Let me, just, <laughs> just this. Sorry. I'm, it, I saw myself in the, in the camera here and I was like, oh, am I leaning the room? <laughs> What the fuck is, is this also a drug reference? <laughs> on drugs today? I am. I'm not straight edge anymore. <laughs> Dang, Danny, Danny's like, I'm not straight edge anymore, and I started with acid. I, I emptied, broke edge with acid. I uh, emptied this liquid death, and I put acid in it. <laughs> you and I both know how to do acid, <laughs> yes. very obviously. It's, it's a, just 19 ounces of little pieces of paper. <laughs> <laughs> it's on paper? I actually don't know how you do acid. Isn't, isn't so. acid like a liquid that you put on paper and you put it on your tongue? I have no fucking clue, to be honest. I gotta and get like, my wife I feel in like here kind of, <laughs> I'm, letting, I'm letting your listeners down because you're the edge guy who <laughs> brings on all the fucking drug users to tell you how to do drugs that you won't ever do. Fucking when Lush comes on, he's usually smoking weed while we're doing this. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's right. Um, so like this, this song, like um, picking the song... I didn't, I don't know, man. It was one of those situations where I was like, you know, Danny can have two plain sl- playlists for me if he wants, mm-hmm. but I'm going with the second song on this EP and then I'm just going to do like the first version, the first couple of years of this band. Mm-hmm. Um, because like the sc- scratching rounds, I love that intro. I love the buildup. I love so much. Just like it's when I put that, that CD in my car as a kid or even later, mm-hmm. um, I'm just like, fuck yeah, here we go. And it needs this song yeah. to follow. Yeah. Or else it doesn't. It's, it doesn't hit the same way, and it's just such. It's such a great, like chaotic, strange build-up track to this to this explosion here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call it this uh, Taylor Swift uh, <laughs> level fart. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's fucking like. I love that it's just immediately into the next yeah. song with those the flams and. It's like uh, these two songs combined or the fourth song might be my favorite on here. But like I would never, ever be able to listen to just one of these songs. Right. You know, I couldn't just be like, oh, I'm, I'm going to listen to Leaning the Room. No, I have to listen to uh, <laughs> Scratching Arounds first. Like for sure. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. And there's there's like, you know, how long is this song? It's like what? It's like two, two minutes. minutes. Like- there's so much that goes on. There's like all these cool, it's like a hardcore song, but it's got all these emo parts and like cool dual vocals. Yeah, they got to they gotta lean into their scene, mm-hmm. man. They have to do dual, they have to harmonize. They have to, they have to earn they that have to deep L money. <laughs> they have to earn that deep L money. Um, 
how much money do you get from being on Deep Elm in 1998? <laughs> None. Zero dollars. <laughs> it all went to Appleseed Cast. So, <laughs> all right, man. Uh, yeah, I don't think Deep Elm was like known for Appleseed Cast and Emo Diaries. I feel like fair. Yeah, uh, it all every penny that planes earned went into buying a <laughs> one pair of fucking grunge clothes that they then wore for the next twenty years because yeah, yeah. they made no more money. It feels like. <laughs> Uh, I was just looking at uh, Deep Elm. Not a surf had was on Deep Elm. They had a seven inch on Deep Elm. I know they. I'm sure that was like a hey, you guys are cool. Yeah. Let's uh, get some cred from you. Oh yeah, Branston. Cross my Branson, cross yeah, my that's heart. Right. Cross my heart. That's the other Deep Elm band that I'm really mm-hmm. into. A lot of bands that I've like never actually listened to before. But you like have heard of them. And yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. Right? yeah. Like planes mistaken for like stars. Planes mistaken for stars. Yeah. Uh, except Cross My Heart. I, I like Cross My Heart. I saw them one time. Dude, they, did you buy those reissued records when they put them out recently? No. Oh, that's too bad. I that was like the first like set of uh, reissues I had bought in many years. <sighs> they put actually. that like a limited uh, amount of those knapsack box sets up again. Uh, I couldn't get myself to do it. I've been spending too much money on records lately. Yeah, that's how I feel. That's one that I would do again and again. I do just because the band's so important to me mm-hmm. and. Now, too, as I look at it, it's just wildly cool to see such sack shit inside yeah. of that beautiful book. Yeah. I feel like it's a thing like Numero and um, that particular box set mm-hmm. has set a standard for like, I don't know, like I was I was trying to get my friend, um, uh, my, my best friend up in Seattle, who's like a big knapsack fan, too. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, yo, man, this box set's coming out and I'm going to buy it. He's like, fuck, how much is that? And I was like, well, it costs like $125. He's yeah. like, for three albums? And he was like, typical, because he's very negative about how much records have cost mm-hmm. and are costing. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but it comes with this book, like 70 pages. And he's like looking at it online. He's like, oh, shit, man, you know, I, I, sh- I probably should give Blair some money because like this guy, mm-hmm. like the vocalists were like, well, yeah, all right, I'll buy this for him. And I feel like that book like with the pressings like just make that's what we sh- i don't know yeah. strive for that kind of shit and yeah. you pay the extra money that's how i feel about that uh for the seems forever when they redid the moon is down and like came with this yeah. thick book that's really fucking cool i mean it, i'll pay more for that it hikes up think, the price but, but yeah like it was 70 bucks i think yeah but it's like it's definitely more expensive but it's i don't know like i'll pay more for it i'll use it more i'll enjoy it more i feel like I don't know. It's fun to look at those photos, and for knapsack in particular, it's kind of kind of. Yeah, I saw. I sent you the pictures of like old eye, old eye, and shit. Like yeah, that, but. that's the thing about the knapsack box set because like there's going to be a ton of Sacramento related shit right. in there, which is cool. Um, I used to listen to, and I still own the CDs for the band Pop Unknown, mm-hmm. which is a Deep Elm band that that is sick. Oh, okay. That that's it. That's why I'm bringing them up. Oh, okay. Deep Deep Pop Unknown Planes, and Cross My Heart are the really the only bands I listened to. Mm-hmm. Last days of April, I listened to one of their oh, albums. Okay, I think I listened to one of their songs. I know you didn't like Swedes. People from Sweden? No, I don't like any of them, especially the refused guys. <laughs> Come on, man! <laughs> They're just ripping off that that cool that cool man from DC. Who was a sh- ripping off a lot of stuff. <laughs> uh, but it's I mean I still like that record. Oh, it's one of my favorites. I didn't know they were ripping it off at the time. I was the target audience. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. I heard uh, there's a band, another Swedish band called Fire something, like 
Fireside. Fireside, maybe? Yeah, yeah. I like that band, yeah. They have a song that, like, the intro riff sounds exactly like New Noise. Like the same... Yeah, true. They must have taken that from them. I didn't know that, actually. So that's kind of a bummer, but... That is, it's not cool. But so you're you hate Sweden, you hate socialism. <laughs> Let's move on. In particular, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what I don't hate is this part right here. Hey, do you have any timestamps on this? I got one forty-one. Okay, I cool. Think. No, one twenty-one. Sorry. Okay, me too. Love that guitar line. Mm. Again, it's a hip a hip shaker. Mm-hmm. Love the guitar line. Love the vocals. Really fucking great. The vocals remind me of something, and I keep wanting to say like one of the harder Hot Water Music songs, but I feel like it's something different. I just haven't been able to place it over the last couple days. Hot Water Music are a band I've listened to thousands of times, mm-hmm. and I feel like not in a long time though. Yeah, yeah. And a harder Hot Water Music song. Tell me what a harder they've, album. They've, <laughs> they've got some like faster ones where they're doing more more screaming than like when they're on the rooftop screaming. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, it's a thing. Like I, get, I'm with you on on his voice, the way that it. Uh, I get it, but like this seems so much more gross. I guess yeah, it's gruff, yeah. but like, but definitely grosser. Yeah. If that's a cool thing to say about a person's voice, sorry, Garrett. Well, but like it's like a it's like a bra gruff mm-hmm. in a way where where i think that it matches like chuck reagan or some shit yeah. like can sing a little bit more yeah, um, yeah. especially later hot water music Ugh. Oof. for real I, I like it still though. Oof. i'll make you a list <laughs> hot water hot water tracks in the last five hot water albums. hot water tracks uh post them signing to epitaph sure uh caution was the last one i listened to i bought it oh dude i bought it at Manic Music in Sacramento. I brought the new CD up to the counter to buy it. And the guy was like, oh, we have a used copy of this. And he went and grabbed the used <laughs> copy. Because, uh, you know, we don't want to give them any money. I listened to it like once or twice. I was like, yeah, I don't like this band anymore. I loved that album. I should probably I revisit it. that's the last it. one I listened to, though. Yeah. I think that's the last one I listened to. And it was good. I thought it was really great. Yeah. Um, it's, an epita- it's, epita- it's an epitaph release yeah, it already? Yeah, their first epitaph. Do you have a problem with that label? No, I don't have a problem with that label. Um, I have a problem with <laughs> Hot Water Music changing their sound. Oh, fair. That's fair. And Dang. I just I I associate it with them signing to Epitaph. Probably at the time, I might have had a problem with Epitaph a little bit because mm-hmm. I was it was a little bit a like the, the major indie. Yeah, yeah. The indie major. Um, I was like, if you're you not signed to Equal to... Vision or No Idea or Initial, like I don't. <laughs> what the fuck are you even doing? If you're like, if you're not signed to Victory Records, no. I'm not going to listen to you. No. <laughs> if you are, if your band is not called Earth Crisis, I haven't heard of you, and I don't care, dude. I, Dan, Danny Ensley, two thousand. Two thousand. Uh, I just watched the uh, recent uh, that YouTube channel Hate Five Six. That guy's Sunny. Uh, he did a recent concert, recent as in last year, of Thursday playing Full Collapse in full. Oh, hey. It was real fucking good. Oh, that's not a surprise, though. It was real fu- I feel like they, for a while there, like, didn't sound so good live. Mm. But, oh boy, they sounded great. And they had um, uh, 
Norman from uh, Texas is the Reason on second guitar, mm-hmm. and they played mm-hmm. uh, If It's Here When We Get Back It's Ours or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's sick, yeah. It was a good, it was, it was worth checking out if you're a fan of that album. Um, do you think that that Jeff Rick, Rickety uh, <laughs> Rickety sk- Skillet oh, oh Rickety Jeff um, Rickety Jeff listened to the to this Planes Mistaken for Stars EP? Yes, I guarantee he did. Yeah. Yes, I guarantee he did. Okay, <laughs> they probably played together. Yeah, that's probably true. Actually, at some point. Yeah. Um, Thursday. What's the name of the channel again? Uh, Hate Five Six. Hate Fifty Six. Yeah. Thursday, July tenth, twenty twenty two. Yes. Um, that's, that's a date, not a band. Oh no, that's the, okay. Sick. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Come, moving on. Let's moving talk on. a little bit more um, about the room that is leaning. 120. You said 121. I said 120. Right. Let's see who's correct. The, it's the nastiest promise ring octave solo you've ever yeah. heard. A hundred percent. Especially with like the the um, the last word he says there, uh, the tone of it, and it trailing off slowly into the background. It's a howl almost, yeah. like an echo uh, howl. It's pretty sick. Of, yeah, so good, so emo. He's is what it. my note says. Yeah, it's fucking emo because this is an emo band, mm-hmm. man. It's like emo. a stalwart of the second the second wave mm-hmm. i guess like the the Two, midwestern emo 2.5. stars i think after this ep they moved they relocated from illinois to denver, to denver correct and i remember when they did that i like read about it and i thought that was the weirdest fucking thing you could ever <laughs> do like i'm a little kid in a little town thinking like yeah. fuck man if you're gonna move why you're moving to denver yeah. like what's in denver um but now today yeah. 40 year old me is like dude that's a good idea yeah, just pick Denver. a pick a fucking cool town where it's probably affordable mm-hmm. and is beautiful yeah. and go live there yeah hell yeah i bet you denver is more we, affordable than here i don't know actually uh, to be honest i, yeah. I honestly think it's it's everywhere is close to yeah everywhere. cities in particular it's definitely more expensive than where you live in rancho cordova mm, <laughs> let's see da- downtown denver uh downtown denver danny denver downtown. Four bedroom, two bath. Pretty comparable, actually. Four bedroom, two bath. Well, let's look at square footage here. Okay, okay. Um, I love the idea of eighteen-year-old fuck epitaph Danny listening to you <laughs> say like, <laughs> "Well, let's look at well, square, square footage." <laughs> I think we're fourteen hundred. I'm seeing the median house. In Denver being 536,000. That seems less than Sac, actually. What is the median? So this one here, 1,300 square feet, so a little bit smaller than ours, 469. I bet you two years ago this was cheap. I think Denver's cheaper than Sacramento. No, check it out. The median, this is great. The median closing price in Denver in 2023 was $536,500. Okay. The same measurement for Sacramento in the same time frame is five hundred and thirty-five thousand oh. dollars. So it's one thousand five hundred dollars okay. okay. more in Denver. Wild. We are very similar cities. Interesting. Cool. Want to move? Let's go. So they're higher. 
they're yeah they're like the, they're the inspiration for the band <laughs> which which recently got back together oh man dude you hear about anti-flag uh disbanding or yeah. having a fight they disbanded because justin sane has been uh, accused of sexual assault oh i didn't know why that yeah. sucks whoa yeah yeah it can happen to anybody flag. yeah it's a red flag and since they're called anti-flag they were obviously going to disband yeah fair <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense i feel like yeah they're obviously going to disband maybe in 10 years they'll get back together without this person or five years yeah. or do what Sasha did and just like do it two days later or something yeah. like that no um anyway uh I also have another one. What? Do you have a t- hey Danny? What? Do you have any more timestamps in this room? One forty-nine. No, I have one fifty-two. Oh. I think, but I had it a couple seconds too far, so one fifty is probably what okay. It is. Okay. dope ass scream there in the background dang so fucking rad i'm i'm real bummed that i didn't listen to this as a youth yeah but you it's actually interesting you ask yourself sometimes like the music that you love just through nostalgic reasons and that you grew up with mm-hmm. like what if i heard it today for the first time what would i think like that's pretty fun yeah i think yeah i'm excited i mean it is a bummer that i will never be able to see this live yeah um yeah. but it's so fucking great man like that is exactly what i want to hear like almost all the time almost all the time almost <laughs> all yeah. the time uh Fuck yeah yeah it's oh, oh kicking yeah, the myself. last time i heard you say that it's that's wild you said that exact same thing when we were listening to goodbye earl <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> i'd really like that song <laughs> kicking yourself <laughs> This one, the vocalist on this does not remind me of Fat Mike, though. <laughs> no, what? The one take takeaway on fucking Goodbye Earl. <laughs> is this, wait, is, is this is this a NoFX song? <laughs> okay. Are we ready for the next song, Nate? 100% we are. Okay. Hey, you know that show CSI? The crime scene crime investigation, scene investigation show? show? The one that kind of makes me f- scared? Yeah, yeah. To live in this world, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that show. So, yeah, uh, I don't have to. I don't have to pick that show if you want me to pick a different one. No, I'm down with it. I just, okay. you know, like crime scenes. Crime scenes. Is, I mean, there's lots of blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, like uh, CSI. There have been a lot of people who were on CSI that are now uh, famous actors, right? And mm-hmm. so uh, another thing you could call CSI, uh, you can call it Copper and Stars. <laughs> <laughs> Am I, am I a little rusty? Have, I, don't, I don't know. How long have you been married? How many years have you been married? Um, how long have I been married? Uh, I can never find... Well, how old is Han? Han is nine, eight years. Eight years old. So, like, 
eight years old. <laughs> Our marriage is, <laughs> is eight how years old. old. Okay, your marriage is eight years old. You're celebrating the ninth anniversary coming up. Uh, yeah. When slash, is the, Do you know when your anniversary is? Um, April something or other. For on four twenty, you're doing your ninth. It's anniversary. right around Han's birthday. We we. <laughs> We scheduled it so that our, our anniversary of us being together, the anniversary of our wedding, and Han's birthday are right around the same week. We like plan this out perfectly. Fair. So you get like you have to spend an exorbitant amount of money on gifts for mm-hmm. everybody. Just yeah. like the house is just like flush and copper and stars. <laughs> Oh, but I landed it, man. Oh, <laughs> dude, that was good. I never did it before. You are rusty. I'm on fucking fire. You are fucking, fucking fire. fire. <laughs> <laughs> All right, continue. Um, <laughs> Can I say this song is, um, I think like I love Knife in the Marathon. I just love, love, love. This is like the, the song that you'll find on like emo playlists. Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it technically is predates Knife in the Marathon, but I thought if I put this on first, um, it's not it, it, the playlist hits different for you, and like it I just like maybe doesn't work no, the same way. This is a good, uh, especially after like the the fury of of those first two tracks. This one slows things down and shows sure. kind of a different side of them, and and I, and a not very frequently explored side. I will mm, say that okay. I think that a couple things about this, this reflects a little bit more the first EP, mm-hmm. the self-titled. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely bef- befitting of like the, like the emo tag in certain ways. Like you could imagine this, like you yeah. had said, oh, it yeah. even had a, re- a replacements vibe. Like it feels like a Midwestern emo song from that era. And it's, I could actually do this playlist without this song, but I love, love this mm-hmm. song. I think it's really great, but I think, this is taking up a spot that there are a thousand other songs sure. bidding for, for sure. But sure. I fucking love it. Nonetheless, yeah. it's definitely, it's definitely the, the, the emo, tr- the e- standout emo track. Yeah. Like this, this album, this version of the band could have easily uh, come out with something to write home about kind of style a few years later. Fairly, yeah. You know, this is the band. This sounds like a band called planes mistaken for. Stars, yeah. Yeah. Style. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. With a, uh, with a song called copper and stars. Copper and stars, yeah. 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 Copper, <laughs> Copper and stars. <laughs> I love that shit, though. It sounds so great. Yeah, but yeah. I'm, yeah. There, well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, this one it it kind of reminds me of Cursive a little bit, and definitely mm-hmm. re- replacements uh, when it gets to the actual vocals part because it slows mm-hmm. down, palm muted, and stuff. Actually, the, uh, my first time stamp is f- fifty seconds, five zero seconds. Um, Word. The little guitar we, line. We, What's that? We played the intro for everyone. Yeah. Fifty seconds is still the is before the shift. It's right? still the intro. Yeah. It's basically right, like cool. what happens at the very beginning. But right. I didn't want to play that over again. I don't know. But yeah, this guitar line is very similar to a cursive guitar line, uh, which is fine because I love it. I love. Anyway, I'll I'll talk about it in a second. Yeah, those the like do 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 the harmonics that they're doing mm-hmm. there are so fucking yeah. rad, and it cursive does something almost exactly the same. Uh, it's on, I know it's on Domestica. I can't remember which song it is, um, and I didn't, you know, want to do the research. But it's great. Like I love the dual kind of lead because the other guitar is doing a lead almost the whole time. Mm-hmm. 
the thing that they do well and maybe better than a lot of other bands do is they do two guitars really well. Like they play mm-hmm. off of each other a lot. And I think that's great. It's something that I, I love to hear in music. And with the dual vocals kind of playing off of each other a lot as well. Uh, it's fucking perfect. Like it, it's great. I love it. I keep repeating myself by saying it's great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, imagine being teenagers mm-hmm. and putting this together. Yeah. And, I don't know. Uh, all these years later, 25 years later, some 40 year old um, fan of of pop country is like <laughs> I love this. This yeah, is great. Yeah, yeah. I'm like that's exactly what they were going for, but it's impressive. Mm-hmm. It certainly is for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the timestamp I have is right after this. Okay. What is it? One oh four. One oh four. I think you got to that point. Okay. Also, I like that. Does would you say that in that intro part, that long intro, mm-hmm. that the bass is taking a walk? That bass is not taking a walk. That bass. What's that bass doing? That bass is riffing. The bass is riffing. Or, or, so what does that mean? Or that bass is uh, the bass is doing some licks. It's doing legs. Licks like licks. licks. The, bass the bass licks. is doing. The bass is a dog yes. seeing its owner for the first time in four hours. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, slurping it up. Slurping <laughs> it up. Hell yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> uh, that's cool. That's a good call out because, like, I didn't, I've never really paid attention. Like, I was so focused on the guitar, I didn't uh, notice the bass, but that's cool. Hey, oh, that's right. That's what I'm here for. Me- yeah. Top quality, top shelf musical analysis. Exactly. Man. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. In between shitting his pants, he was doing some cool licks. <laughs> that's actually, it's why the licks. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Okay. I'm, not, I'm really I'm I'm sorry that I'm not here I'm not good at dick jokes but I can talk about asses and oh, poop sure. and shit yeah. all the time it's not an issue I'm down for that too <laughs> alright alright this is your replacements no? Paul Westerberg has entered the building <laughs> Literally, he's the guest star <laughs> featuring. Super, like, so replacements. It just sounds yeah. a lot like the five songs of theirs that I know. For sure. Even that vocal, like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I don't know, the way that he sings right mm-hmm. there. It's mm-hmm. totally there. You're right. Uh, That'd be cool if, like, if you write a song in the future with your band, I, I don't know who your band is most influenced by. I would imagine, um, let me guess here, <clears throat> the band you're most, is probably, it's it's like Megadeth? <laughs> um, yeah, it's, yeah. It's Meshuggah. Meshuggah. <laughs> or maybe it's... <laughs> it's Meshuggah. <laughs> or, no, 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 I'm sorry. It's it's Megadeth when they're covering Meshuggah. Meshuggah, yeah. yeah. So, like, you have a song and it's called copper and farts and like but it's like heavily influenced by megadeth while they're playing mashuga uh-huh. and you have a featuring section where it's like featuring megadeth playing mashuga <laughs> yeah yeah it should be in the song title going forward <laughs> cite your sources danny okay. god damn it yeah, yeah. <laughs> boy oh boy is that good and then i have 146 
Oh shit, Danny! I have one forty-seven. I'm a second ahead of you, and in, in, in like three out of five so far. And my note says hell yeah. Except hold on a second, Lassa's playing like right outside. Bring it back. One hour later, Lassa's playing with Gertie. Gertie is a stuffed animal friend. Cat. Cat. Oh, oh yes, of course. Fuck. She. What uh, what does she do? Who? Lassa. Oh. With the cats, just chase them around. Uh. She, in this case, Lassa was like, had a little toy and she was playing mm. with the toy and probably going like, look, Gertie, this is the snake that I colored. <laughs> yeah, that that's so good. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Practicing language, developing reading, pre-reading skills. That's yeah, good. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Um, other times it's like, I'm going to hug you until you scratch me kind of thing. Yeah, fair. Yeah. I'm glad that Gertie will scratch and not just let it happen until Gertie can't breathe or something like that. Gertie, it would take a lot for Gertie. Jinx would would fuck you up. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, All right. Amanda got a... Spoken like a man who's been fucked up. Yes. Amanda got a, a nice scratch on her cheek one time from, from Jinx because we were trying to clip his claws. He was not happy oh, yeah, about shit, it. Did you just wrap him up in a towel? We wrap him up in a towel and we've been doing... Um, those it's like a treat kind of thing and like a i don't know what to call it it's like a strip you rip off the end and they lap up the little treat do that and he's it's like i don't just do whatever you want to me well you give this. your cat acid <laughs> yeah i fill up a liquid death can full of paper <laughs> Danny, edge edge until it's somebody else no <laughs> Did we listen to this timestamp yet? 146. Okay. 146. Chopper. I watched uh, live footage of this song today and just everyone's fist went up in the air at that point. Yeah. So did it's like, um, so did mine. So <laughs> just alone in your office, alone, <laughs> sitting at my computer. Yeah. <laughs> There's this song that uh, many librarians sing in story time called "Zoom, Zoom, Zoom." Mm-hmm. zoom you, do zoom, you know this? Zoom, going to the moon. Going yeah. to the moon. I'm okay, gonna yeah, do the whole song. Going gonna... <laughs> to the moon. Dude, this is dad, dad to the tenth power here, like. I feel like at the end that countdown to the blast off mm-hmm. is the same thing for that's this is to a forty year old um, emo fan what zoom 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 is to a three year old storytime attendee. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! Yeah, <laughs> wasting on wishes, wasting on wishes, <laughs> copper and stars. I feel like. There's something about like your idea to turn country into pop punk <laughs> yeah. that you could do like you could do screamo into storytime melodies. Uh, oh, I did it wrong. We- wasting wishes on, wasting wishes on. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of like I'm facilitating a story time and like you show up and I don't know who you are <laughs> and you got you've got like Han and just like you're sitting up front, you just plop down. You're like I'm here for story time. Show me something good and. 15 minutes in, I'm like, all right, y'all, we're going to take off to the moon. Let's do a blast off. We're going to go zoom, zoom, zoom. And Han looks at you and is like, I know this song. And then he stands up really loudly. He's like, waist. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? What? what? <laughs> he just failed to teach oh, him the original version. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> only, 
Only punk nursery rhymes in my house. <laughs> uh, yeah, that shit's great. Uh, um, I, I got the 2020 timestamp as my next one. 220? Yeah. Me too. I break you. I break you down. I break you. good man mm, the backing vocals oh. oh yeah i wrote that actually your nice backup vocals for danny mm-hmm. oh hey i was paying attention yeah yeah i love this um i love this i love the build i love the breaking i love that you can understand him at times mm-hmm. you have no idea what the fuck he's saying at other times yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. saying the same damn fucking thing it's pretty sick it's it's really um, good it, it this is definitely, like you said, it was definitely like an emo mixtape kind of song. I'm surprised they didn't mm-hmm. put this song on the emo diaries. This one would have, uh, that that time you went to see them, it would have been packed if this song was If they had done on this one. Diaries. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, <clears throat> maybe. How is it's the song that's on emo diaries? It's great. They're all great. This EP is really great. This EP is different in that way from Knife in the Marathon. Mm-hmm. Though. I do think there's, a, there's an obvious difference. Okay. But. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's a great song, and it just, I mean, mm-hmm. shows up on Apple playlists, or if you Google, which I often do, like, best emo songs, 1997, or some shit, like, oh, sure, sure, yeah. Or, like, best emo songs, second wave. Like, this it's, this shit shows up there. with frequency, oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. It might show up on, if I made one of those, I'd, I'd put it on there at this point. Here we go. Hell yeah. Um, Otherwise, it would be the part you left out. This guy's fucking with fire over here. Oh, we're not. We didn't make it there we're yet. There. We're good. We didn't make it there yet. This guy's ready to fucking fight. <laughs> In 1999. That was the only time I was willing to fight. <laughs> Throwing shit at cars. <laughs> Take some sacred scissors. Of, <laughs> this Crayola red crayon. I'm going to throw this shit at you so hard. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I uh, one thing I want to say is on this song and the two songs from <laughs> Knife in the Marathon, there are hardly any lyrics, and I think literally I think that's none. cool. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, ditto. Um, this this one in particular, this song, I it, for a period of time it was my favorite song, oh, just straight up, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so good. In fact, and this I don't know if you'll you you this resonates with you, but this song I felt was so good that I even literally multiple times a day would play the seven inch on my record player, oh. which 
is not something that anyone would ever do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put a seven inch record on with a foot. In um, in nineteen ninety nine, I, I might have done that. Oh man, yeah. I never had the patience for that yeah. shit. Like it's too, it's too much getting up and flipping. Mm-hmm. But this I could always always vote. Yeah, the record player, the first record player I had was one of those ones where you could stack them, oh, shit, and it would cool. automatically fall. Okay. Um, so like I would, you know, all seven of my NoFX seven inches would <laughs> sit on there. And they'd play, you know, one song or two songs. Or Fuck the Kids was like a whole bunch of songs on Hell yeah. on there. So, you know, play that and it dropped the next one and dropped the next one. It's yeah. not good for your records, but I was 17, 16 years old. I didn't know what I was doing. Fair. It's also a song I wrote from thinking about the song that, like, I have used uh, more than once, but I don't think maybe like two or three times on... Uh, uh, playlists for girls that I liked oh. and I don't know if that's necessarily uh, right <laughs> the lyrics are what they are but they're fine <laughs> so you obviously didn't use it for your uh, playlist for Shannon then right she would never listen to the song no. <laughs> <laughs> never um, but I, I don't know like there's something about this this song at that time right like you're like man sure. this this is beautiful mm-hmm, this is mm-hmm. fucking romantic almost right I In left like, you things way, but... like dreams <clears throat> to find aww you split through you like there's nothing i mean that's the lyrics are not right but like there's just like a vibe that's going on here where mm-hmm. like if you were the kid who gives this out in a mixtape or something mm-hmm. i don't know whatever anyways this song fuck yeah this is uh it's probably to this day is still probably my favorite plain song yeah it's really like, great i love it. how fucking like harsh it sounds mm-hmm. even though like it's kind of sweet lyrics or whatever um the vocals are fucking great because it's it's mainly the other guy singing i think i think so yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I just I Matt. I think that dude's name's Matt. I love his scream. It sounds so fucking good. I only have one timestamp though. It's forty four seconds. One second. I had something. I gotta just go back to my document here. One hundred one twenty three for me. <laughs> one hundred and twenty three seconds. Three. <laughs> uh, okay. This song is only one minute and fifty three seconds long, so it's not like. Uh, so this is another example of like them like bringing in harmony. Like the on the guitars, especially. Just like the very last measure, one of the guitars does like a higher harmony rather than going along with the other guitar. And it's rad. It's just like those little things that that they bring in that give them that emo stamp, I think, Mm -hmm. you know. And then you said 120? 123, but we could do um, we could do the entire song if you'd like. (laughs) Okay. 122. How's that? It's that that hip shake again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You get to dance. It's got a little sass It's just like to fucking it. wild, Absi- like wild screams. Mm-hmm. Beautiful hip shake. Just like it's sick shit. I love it a lot. I want to listen to more bands that have vocals like that. It's 
that's I guess what I think is interesting about this. I don't know that specific style, but mm-hmm. like so, dude, that dude who does Touche More. Mm-hmm. I'm actually trying to. I'm actually trying to find some time to listen to this, but he just put out a comp. Yeah, Did you see that? Um, yeah, a bunch of like current screamo bands. Yeah, I need to give that some time because mm-hmm. I I guarantee you there's some shit on there that maybe isn't. Um, as trashy I, I keep using that kind of like <laughs> nasty and trashy mm-hmm. and and even dancey as this but like um who knows man this shit's yeah. out there there's a rev- there's this dude is like documenting some sort of revival yeah. of that screamo sound yeah. for sure. i mean he he did that seisha reissue right that's right you're right um there's another so. like recent i think it was last year sometime another like modern screamo kind of compilation that he did it was like i can't remember the there's like a um, theme to it or something like that where it's the same musicians but different vocalists or or something like that but he was a a part of that also that's fucking cool because i feel like i don't know how old that dude is i think he's younger than us by maybe 10 years or something five to ten years maybe five but i do feel like when we were growing up like funny comp shit like that was not uncommon Mm -hmm. or like dude there do you know that band metro shifter Yeah, yeah The, right, the like only, they did that the, album where I do know of the man Metro Shifter, but I only know people covering their songs. You mean that that album where it was a bunch of different bands? Because yeah. he, but it's not they're not covers. That's the weird oh, thing. they're he not wrote those songs for those bands to record. Holy yeah, shit. yeah. yeah so like, so but I mean, good bands on that comp. It's almost a comp, it, but it but it is it is a, he calls it a Metro Shifter album, and like I feel like. I don't know. There was a lot of weird shit going on mm-hmm. when it went yeah. when it had to do with comps and splits and stuff like I that loved, back in the day. And I wish more bands would do the the splits where they cover each other's songs. Like yeah. I love that shit. The Get a Kids Cole S one. Yeah, fucking the best. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I feel like there was. I don't know. I don't want to sound like one of those dudes that's like it was in my day. It was better. I just I I'd loved like the creativity that happened on those kind of things. I agree with that. And the way that you're describing this dude's <clears throat> label comps, like even this comp that I when I saw it, I was like, shit. I didn't even realize. I mean, I know like a couple names on there are familiar to me. Mm-hmm. Um, he's familiar to me. Touche Amore is a band that I listen to because of its ties to like melodic screamo. Yeah, and yeah. I guess for there's also like I mean that that's a band that kind of rips off Thursday to some degree too. And yeah, I feel like the, that's the, I know them because um, Jeff Rickley produced their first uh, LP, and that's how I found Touche Amore. Oh shit! Okay, I feel like that this is something I know is true. Like I know there's, there's been emo revival after emo revival mm-hmm. after emo revival and the bands are pretty decent oftentimes, mm-hmm. but like the screamo shit, I know it's out there is to check it out. And then to hear this dude's also fucking around with funky ass comps, like means that for me to say like, Oh, it was way cool when Metro shifter did that weird shit mm-hmm. and wrote a bunch of songs and then ask bands to record them as originals, yeah. but in the guise of the band. See, I didn't know um, that. I always thought it was like covers of their songs, but that's uh-uh. even fucking cooler. <laughs> it's super cool. Yeah. Maybe, but I, mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is like maybe that shit's happening, and I just mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. I guess Very well the point, could be. But, yeah. Our fingers are far from the pulse, for sure. I'd split. I'd be curious to know to what degree just splits are common anymore because of the way that streaming is so yeah, prevalent yeah. today. I mean, but I feel like fewer bands are putting out just seven inches on a whim because it takes yeah, so fucking long and it's so expensive. Yeah. They are. They're like eight dollars now. Mm-hmm. Like people don't want to buy that shit. Yeah. But anyways, digression. We're talking about uh, the part you left out, mm-hmm. and we're almost done because we just listened to the end of the song. <laughs> listen to the end of the song. This song is fucking great. It, it's like I said, it's a contention for my favorite song or a contender for my favorite song on here. 
if I'm able to count tracks one and two as one song, then that's my favorite song. Oh, fair <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I love this. I love his vocals. It, it's easy to hear it and kind of shove it to the side as, oh, this is just like a hardcore thing. But then there's these little glimpses of melody and, and mm-hmm. emo stuff that comes in. It's great. It's uh, levelless. <laughs> You're back. Hey, You're back. I'm back. The the key factor here, though, listeners of Danny's podcast, is that he did one of those like hand under the chin <laughs> sort of silly faces at me through the <laughs> cell phone when he delivered it because he was looking for an attaboy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. Instantly remembered this song. This song, you know, Be- yeah, it kicks off this because album because it is Fuck with so fire. loud. It is mixed it's really fucking so loud. loud. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, it was always like, I'm pretty sure I think what happened was I have I downloaded this on Napster or some Mm -hmm. streaming or downloading peer to peer downloading thing. Uh, And so I either had this album or maybe I had a few songs off of this album, but this one would come on on shuffle. Uh, I used to be this way and I'm assuming you're not anymore either, or maybe you were and you're not anymore, but I used to have music on constantly. Like, I would wake up, push play on my computer, and just have music on all day. All the time. But yeah. now I rarely ever have music on. And so, like, I would just have shuffle going on all these MP3s that I had on my computer. And, like, this song would come on, and I'd have to run over and turn it down because it's so fucking loud. It's true. It's actually a shame because I think, like, this whole album, Fuck With Fire, mm-hmm. is it's a, it's not a shift. Knife in the Marathon sets up a different band mm. than you saw, you see in the the, the self titled mm-hmm. Fucking Fight is a con, is a continuation of that and like showing that like this band is getting filthier mm-hmm. and faster mm-hmm. and wa- really unique and wild in the scene. There, the, what was the quote again? Some weirdos who <laughs> um, there's some real weirdos that could slip through and make some noise. Yeah. Like they're definitely doing yeah. that, and I could see them saying like we want it fucking loud yeah, yeah. and them doing it that way. But I do think, and I've read this about this album, is like it is potentially like a magnum opus style album for them. Mm. Like it's epic and great mm. and wonderful. But um, it's mixed. The mix is terrible. <laughs> it's like it's everyone says that shit. It's, yeah, it's interesting. It's a, later on in the song too, like some of the stamps that I had, or like, I guess some of. I'm not. I'm not you or Dante. I have one stamp. I, I have think. zero on this song. Um, so oh, okay. So like to me, it's the it's towards the end of the song. Like there's something about this band where like. I feel like these guys, and you've you've said this, and I didn't know this, but there's some virtuosity about their guitar playing. Mm-hmm. That just like these are dudes who knew what the fuck they were doing with guitars. It felt like, yeah. And yeah. Um, even though the sound is just like the, the, all these songs, if I were to play any of these songs to my dad, he would be like, "That's trash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get it out of here." Yeah. That's not a person who knows what they're doing with their instruments. They're just making noise. Yeah. yeah. But like inside of this mix, like the the, tr- the stamp I have is at one forty three. Okay. And I think it could be any time in that area, perhaps throughout the entire album. Mm-hmm. You just hear fucking weird shit in the background. Okay. They're fucking around with stuff. <laughs> and like, and and you just can't hear it yeah. <laughs> unless you like really are listening. Okay. And I wonder to what degree. Um, I mean, you know, 
I don't know if it hurts the album. Sometimes those old hardcore and punk albums, like you like that they suck, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, like yeah. Four Minute Mile is trash recording. Is, yeah. I don't know if I would want a new run. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It would be cool to have, but like that's not the album that I mm-hmm. know, you know? So Yeah. Let's yeah. let's listen to this here. Is someone shredding back there? It's it's just one of the guitars. It's going dun 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 like that. But one of the guitars at the end is like doing a high octave or just like some kind of little lead where it's like kind of a, just at that one part. But it adds so much. Just that little tiny thing. Little element makes it sound so much yeah. cooler. But it's still hard. It's fucking hard to hear. Yeah, though, yeah, yeah. It's like way back it's there. It's really buried. It's it's like they peaked everything. They they turned everything yeah. up just a little too loud. And maybe I mean, they might have done it on purpose. I don't know. I 100%. I don't, I can look into this. I didn't do that, but I a hundred percent think they did. Yeah. They wanted it to be, when I saw them live at around this time, mm-hmm. that's all it was. Yeah. It was just like, it was fucking loud, like a wallet sound, which is by the way, like, um, my, uh, our band could be your life. Mm-hmm. That compilation of stories has a replacements chapter mm-hmm. in it. And that's what they would do too. Yeah. They just turn the fucker up so loud. Or like Husker Du, another Minneapolis mm-hmm. band, would just turn that shit up so loud that everyone was like, God, fucking damn it. And they just like, <laughs> leave the, leave the venue yeah, or something yeah. like that. It's pretty funny, but yeah, I don't know. It shows it shows respect for genre history here. <laughs> I guess is what it is. Yeah, it's it's great. I ended up not really taking any notes on it, um, mainly because this one and the and the last one too. Even though I ended up with a timestamp on the last one, it I feel like it kind of is the same thing the whole time, which is fine. Like yeah. I love music like that, um, so I ended up with no timestamps, but. It's great. I don't know. I will give this album a chance, but yeah. with that mix, I don't know if I can handle like it's that it's potentially that problem because you know too much mm-hmm. now. Maybe you did when you were in two thousand and three or four whenever this came out too, but um, I don't know, man. So the rest of their discography, they've got three other albums, right? Uh, and one other EP from two thousand one, spearheading the sin movement. Yeah, that's right. I have that on 7-inch. And they also have a single song on another Deep Elm comp. Oh, okay, okay. With, like, race car... What the hell is that shit called? Oh, Appleseed Cast and Race Car Riot. Yeah, that one. So the rest of the discography, is it something... I think you already said this, but I'm going to ask anyway. Is it something that you like? That you just don't listen to as much, or or how's the rest of the discography for you? Um, good. Up in them guts, I listen to a lot. I listen to this a lot. Fuck with fire. Mm-hmm. There's also college me too, which is kind of funny. I think um, I was not spending as much time with the stuff I had listened to previously, except just like I liked it a lot. But I was still like trying to find new yeah. stuff. And by yeah. the time up in them guts comes out, like I'm heading out oh that's right that's the tour i saw them on up in the in 2003 or four mm-hmm. um i went off to germany around that time and i've mentioned this period in which i just didn't listen yeah, to new music yeah. at all for like 10 years or wild. something like that wild. um i know it's pretty interesting it wasn't a part of my life for a mm-hmm. while and so th- when i moved back to the states mercy was i didn't i was like what mm-hmm. fucking planes put out a new album and i listened to it and i like it i own a, it on lp mm-hmm. and then also the last one they did i bought that was much more recent obviously because mm-hmm. it came out like 
2016. Okay, that makes sense. And I like those, but they're actually, again, like, they're different in certain mm-hmm. ways. It's why I, I would have not been surprised if you're like, oh, yeah, I like those two albums. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't, re- I never really got around to listening to them when I was a kid, but like these previous two records, I really mm-hmm. dig. So I think it'd be curious. I'd be curious to hear what you think of the last yeah, two because yeah. they do feel much more like metal mm-hmm. um, oriented in their, in their way. A little, a little, um, just not stonery. What do you call that? Like, I don't know, dome or sludge. Yeah. I don't fucking know. You would, you would describe the shit better, but it's still fast. It's still rock. They're a rock and roll mm-hmm. band at heart, mm-hmm. right? To some degree. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I think, uh, I think those are interesting. I'd be curious to hear what you have to say. Up in them guts is a better mix. It sounds better, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's as good as fuck with fire. Okay. okay. Hmm. Hmm. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. Great fucking great five songs I am very interested to listen to more like I said I'm bummed that I didn't give them more of a chance a long time ago but you know that uh, it happens I will give them oh Gertie wants to know what I'm going to give them I don't know if you just heard her meow I did yeah I'm going to go 4 4.5 oh shit out of 4.6 yeah no (laughs) Fuck, that's great. No, it's actually out of 4.5 now. Oh, damn. The, song, the right, podcast is 4.5 songs or less. <laughs> oh, okay. So wait, the measurement is related to the title of this podcast? Yeah. All right, that makes sense. That makes perfect 4.5 sense. 4.5 songs or less. 4.5 songs or less. Uh, I love the idea of us, like, <laughs> you have to give you a timestamp at which point you stop on one of the songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got to do the math at the beginning of every episode. <laughs> if it's wrong we just talk for five minutes yeah. and then you kick somebody off <laughs> it's like that one podcast you you listen to where you say the the word or whatever and it just oh ends. yeah everything's been said yeah that's right yeah i still want you to think through like what can what knowing that you haven't heard the band yet but what is the what is the band when you when when you listen to the playlist and you're like all right i've heard it all mm-hmm. and then oh, you're yeah, done yeah. <laughs> okay um if somebody gave me a a playlist of pink songs the artist pink and i liked it uh that would the podcast would be over hey you've heard enough yeah you're like <laughs> okay yeah i like everything now this is fine <laughs> i'm done bye everyone did you listen to that miranda lambert fucking uh avril lavigne i did uh, i did and i tried to, <laughs> to do a parody but i failed miserably oh that's right that's right <laughs> fuck man why didn't we even talk about that my my memory is just shot <laughs> Danny sent me a voice memo of him singing a parody song of a fucking of Skater Boy. <laughs> skater Boy. And uh, it was terrible. It was <laughs> awful. It was all, it worked so well in my head. But I, can, <laughs> but I can't imagine like you're sitting there like you're on a break at work, right? You took a break. Uh, yes, minutes, I took a break. 15. And then you, you no more, no you less. You popped open your uh, your Instagram account and you listened to this <laughs> This ridiculous uh, duet between it Miranda was Lambert. Awful. It was not good. <laughs> No, it was not good. No. And um Miranda Lambert's trying to make amends for having yelled at people for taking selfies. Mm-hmm. It's hard. So you bring you bring out a skater boy uh song. And uh Danny, the first thing you thought was like, shit, I need to do a voice memo response. <laughs> Cause again, it worked in my head. It worked so well. Uh-huh. I believe it. And then fucking the the whatever it's called, voice recording thing. You record it and it immediately sends it. You have no time to say That's no, true, thank yeah. you. Yeah, you, you can't even delete it. You know how you can delete texts now? 
Yeah. You can't even delete it. I know. I've never used it. Um, Shannon, my wife's mom, so my mother-in-law, mm-hmm. um, who I adore, I must say, and she would never hear this, but she's <laughs> quite, quite, quite amazing. Um, will send me a voice memo on my birthday. Oh, and she do will you keep she them every will year. Sing. I, I guess like I didn't I don't know I didn't know for the longest time that you could keep them. Oh. Um, so I would always lose it. But it's just like her being, I, it's like vulnerable, right? Like mm-hmm. where it's the person singing, and you know it's fucking cool. I like them, but it is it is funny that you can't you can't edit. Yeah, <laughs> you can't if you no, take a second, second chances. Take, yeah, second chance is just sending a second message. Yeah, yeah, which I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, <There> are, <laughs> those are voice memos mistaken for stars right there speaking <laughs> nice nice um speaking of your birthday it's almost it's gonna be your birthday month leo season is on the way yeah shit we didn't were we supposed to do a reprisal or something what are we supposed to do there's other leo bands oh. we could do we were gonna talk about the van pelt's new album or we, could we do were gonna that. what other leo bands there's um what's the one that uh, Van Pelt people were in before, the like screamo East uh, one or whatever. Oh, Native Nod. Native Nod. Yeah. Yeah, Native Nod. No. Okay. Do that. We could do the like, I don't know if it was an album or an EP or a song that Ted Leo sang for uh, like a hardcore band in the late Oh, 80s. it's like when Walter sings, uh, when Walter sings the Gorilla Biscuits songs. Except it's like Ted Leo sings the Youth of Today songs. Uh, he was in, it was like a hardcore band. What was it called? Citizens Arrest. Oh, okay. He was in a band called Citizens Arrest. That's so fucking stupid. Citizens Arrest. Yeah, in I mean, 1989. I guess I never really thought about that. But like, can you imagine, Danny? You're like, you see like a person stealing a candy bar at fucking Riot Ed, And you're like, Citizens Arrest! Citizens like, Arrest! <laughs> what even is a citizen's arrest? Well, if you see somebody stealing a candy bar at a Rite Aid, you didn't see someone stealing a candy stealing bar. A, you weren't even Aid. at the Rite Aid, man. No. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, yeah, he was on Ted the first Mr. cassette. Do you um, know Citizens Arrest as a band? I think I had heard like one song, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, that's cool." It kind of it sounds like Ted Leo's singing hardcore. Oh man, I love the font of their their yeah. logo. According to my Wikipedia entry, the genre they're listed under is heavy metal. Heavy metal? No. No. Um, okay. Anyway, we should do something for Leo season. I think it'd be fun to do. I don't know. We'll find something. There's plenty of Leo kids out there. That's true. I wonder also if we could just... Um, you do some, Sometimes you do sort of like... Um, intermission episodes where mm-hmm. you talk about the LPs that you just recently bought or something and we can mm-hmm. do a Leo season episode where we just see who can roar the most like a lion <laughs> <laughs> okay okay yeah hello everybody <laughs> welcome to five songs or less <laughs> <laughs> and that's it thank you for listening <laughs> happy Leo season <laughs> To all who celebrate. All right. Are we, are we uh, finishing this up? Yeah, let's finish this one up. Thanks for giving me this rad band. Uh, and bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs>